this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to another edition of the in focus podcast i am your host g sampath stray dogs and the feeding of stray dogs have always been a highly divisive issue while dog lovers feel that they have a right to feed these animals others feel intimidated by these dogs and oppose it strongly plenty of petitions have been filed and heard on this issue in our courts in the latest judicial development on this matter the nagpur bench of the bombay high court has ruled that people interested in feeding strays should first formally adopt them and then feed them in their own homes noting that i quote real charity lies in taking complete care and not just feeding and then leaving the poor creatures to fend for themselves close quotes the court also directed the municipality to impose a fine of 200 rupees on anyone found feeding dogs in public places so what are the implications of this ruling is it reasonable to expect anyone who wants to feed a stray to simply adopt the dog will this directive solve or worsen the problem of street dogs we explore all these questions and more in this episode of the infocus podcast and our guest today is meet asha who is a lawyer and animal rights advocate and is the manager of cruelty response at people for the ethical treatment of animals peta india meet thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me sambal Uh, Meet. There have been several orders, uh, both at the high court level and uh, from the Supreme Court, on the "quote unquote" menace of stray dogs and the legalities and rules of feeding them in public places. Can you give us a quick overview of what the existing laws have to say on this, and how the settled law has evolved, if at all, over the years? Okay. So just very recently, in May two thousand twenty-two. Uh, the supreme court upheld an order passed by the delhi high court regarding street dog feeding where the high court observed that it was not only a right of a person responsibly feeding dogs to feed them but street dogs also have right to life and food so this was upheld by the supreme court very recently in may 2022 by a three judge bench of the supreme court and uh, the delhi high court had basically directed the rwas and the municipal corporations to designate feeding spots uh, in consultation with the feeders based on the territory of these dogs so that the feeding could continue and people also were not inconvenienced once the feeding spots were fixed a similar order was passed by the kerala high court very recently where the kerala high court directed all municipal corporations in kerala all civic bodies in kerala to designate feeding spots in public places so that the dogs could be fed at those designated feeding spots by persons who are engaging in discharge of their duty as a responsible citizen of this country as per article 51 ag of the constitution of india to have compassion for living creatures Regarding this order of the Nagpur bench of the Bombay High Court respectfully it is an absurd and ill-founded proposition not only in law but also practically speaking it is not possible to adopt the number of stray dogs that exist today it is very easy to blame someone who's trying to do some good and trying to contribute in solving issues of the society 
than to hold the authorities responsible who were required to implement the animal birth control dog rules. These were framed in the year 2001 by the central government. Even 22 years later, we see hardly any implementation of these rules. If these rules were actually implemented, there would hardly be any street dogs today in India. So why blame the feeders who are in fact contributing to the solution? It is because of these feeders that dogs are friendly, that municipal corporation and these feeders are able to catch them, get them sterilized, get them vaccinated on an annual basis, treat them when they are sick or injured. And please remember, a dog who is looked after and well-fed is far less likely to be aggressive than a dog which is hungry, which is constantly engaging in fights with other dogs due to scarcity of food. So feeders are not a problem, but they are a part of the solution and in fact a very important part of the solution. If dogs are not friendly, how are you going to catch them, to sterilize them, to vaccinate them? which is what the law demands. And let me remind uh, you and all viewers that in 1990 itself, the World Health Organization made it very clear that killing dogs or relocating them was no solution to the problem of uh, increasing population of stray dogs. And in 1990 itself, the World Health Organization recommended a robust sterilization and vaccination program to deal with the problem of stray dogs. Right. So what is the Animal Welfare Board of India's stand on uh, feeding strays? Isn't, isn't there some kind of a ruling which says that uh, and if there is some public nuisance being created that should be avoided and people have a right to free passage? And if you have uh, you know, these dogs which are sort of barking and intimidating them, uh, it's the municipality's job to sort of make sure it doesn't happen and so on. Of course. So the Animal Welfare Board of India have passed a detailed set of guidelines uh, in the year 2015 which detail as to how one should be feeding dogs, what feeders or caregivers must do and must not do. Similarly, it also laid down what housing societies or RWAs must do and must not do. We very often forget how dogs are subjected to abuse so, so often. We, we have, I'm sure we all have seen so many videos of housing societies chasing street dogs. You may have seen a very recent video from a Noida society where a pregnant dog was caught in such a cruel and horrific manner that she was bleeding from her mouth. So if you subject dogs to abuse like this, how can you expect them to not be scared of humans and act in self-defense when approached with fear? So I think the problem also lies in how we treat dogs. If we are going to treat them with cruelty, of course they will feel scared. Of course they will feel intimidated. And which species will not protect themselves? If we are going to scare them, if there will be guards chasing them with huge sticks or rods all day long, how do you expect those dogs to be friendly? Because it is us who's uh, instilling that fear in them. Uh, regarding the Animal Welfare Board of India's guidelines with respect to feeding, yes, it does state that Housing societies must ideally designate feeding spots within the society premises in consultation with feeders. So there may be, say, for example, 10 dogs in a society. Sorry, all 10 may not be living in the same area. They may be living in different spots in the society and those spots 
uh, are independent of each other. The dogs will not cross their territories because dogs are territorial in nature. So feeding spots have to be designated in consultation with feeders depending on those territorial areas of those dogs. You cannot say that feed all 10 dogs in this one area because that will end up with dogs fighting amongst themselves for food. So they have to be fed in their independent areas where they generally are found or where they live so that there is minimal conflict between dogs and thereby minimal conflict between dogs and humans. Right. So, meet your point about how we treat dogs and the fact that there is a lot of prevalent cruelty, casual cruelty is well taken. But at the same time, coming back to this question and the point you made earlier uh, about this uh, animal birth control rules not being followed, uh, it's been there for... So, both these points you brought out have been there for a long time. One is, of course, you need uh, municipalities to designate certain spots where they can be fed, but we know... And we see that dogs are fed anywhere at any time, number one. And number two, these animal birth control uh, rules which mandate that dogs need to be sterilized, etc. We know that uh, that doesn't happen. We know that doesn't happen because we see that the dog population has been increasing every year. Uh, the COVID pandemic lockdown was a good time, some people say, to have done this, but uh, we didn't do that. So... Uh, in both these cases, uh, people are pointing out, doesn't people who would disagree with your position say that animal birth control rules being used to control dog population is a failure because you have to do it continuously, sustainably for the population to come down. And it's not possible to do that given the amount of population we have and India being India. And secondly, it's municipalities, it's not really reasonable to expect them to designate spots in each one of our urban conglomerations. You know, so it's not possible to do it so easily and therefore they say that you need to relocate them to animal shelters and many countries in the west also have animal shelters and why don't we invest in animal shelters so that they are taken care of properly and there is somebody who is responsible for taking care of these dogs instead of leaving them to fend for themselves so what is your take on this let's go bit by bit there are there are multiple things that you touched upon in this one statement or this one question that you pose first is it's very easy to say, oh, animal birth control program is a failure. How are dogs responsible for that? Please help me understand. To all those who pose this question, how, how can you blame the dogs if they were smart enough to know how much to produce and when to reproduce or not to reproduce? They wouldn't be dogs. They would be humans. So firstly, let us stop vilification of dogs for failure of us humans or fellow humans. If the administration, all municipal bodies headed by IAS officers having crores and crores of budget and funding, if they are unable to implement the sterilization program, it is not the feeders or the dogs to blame. In fact, if you see, so many feeders are getting dogs sterilized on their own. I know so many feeders personally who wouldn't wait for the corporation to get the dogs sterilized. They are spending money from their own pocket 4,000 per dog is what they would pay a private veterinarian to get a dog sterilized. So it's, it's, it's not the duty of this particular feeder to do it. But they are doing it. Why? Because they also don't want, none of us want more dogs on the street. That is no life for them. But at the same time, putting free roaming dogs in shelters is no solution. It is not sustainable. It is not practically possible due to multiple factors. One, who is going to look after those dogs? Where is the money? Where is the infrastructure? We don't have shelters. We are talking about the West. West has shelters for abandoned dogs. 
not for street dogs. No country in the West has street dogs. In fact, we should take lead from Holland and see how they have uh, become a stray dog-free country. And they have done it in such a fantastic way. A robust, continuous sterilization program. After that, they have promoted adoption of stray dogs, heavily taxed buying dogs. These are solutions that need to be worked on. It's very easy to sit and say that, oh, India being India, why? Why, why should India being India are our expectations less when we look at healthcare, when we look at pharma, when we look at education? No, we do expect of the government where we want. But just because this is about dogs, it's very easy to say, oh, India being India, it cannot be done. Of course, it can be done. Right. Me just sorry to uh, interrupt you just on this point uh, about the, the Holland example you gave. That's a very good uh, point, I thought, because taxing the purchase of dogs is a very good idea. And to have sustainable sterilization is, of course, a, a good uh, goal to have. But at the same time, there is a, a strong point of view which I want you to address, which is that people say, you know, that the main uh, source of the whole uh, problem of dogs being on the streets in such large numbers is that there is a source of food available to them. You know, they talk about the sustaining capacity of an environment. If the people stop feeding dogs, then they will not be there. It's because they have a readily available food source that is causing the problem. So if you take away the food source, the problem will stop. So what do you have to say? You have to take away the food source in a responsible manner open garbage, slaughterhouse waste, meat waste, all of that that is being dumped in the open, that needs to stop. That is a problematic food source. Not feeders feeding dogs. There is a huge difference. People who feed dogs are in a way making those dogs humanized. They are humanizing those dogs. That is why it becomes easy to catch those dogs because of human contact, because of constant touching, grooming, feeding, patting those dogs, they become humanized. How are you going to catch those dogs? Right. So one is, of course, uh, the, this point you're making about humanization is well taken. But some are quoting studies which say that uh, this this whole uh, theory that it is the garbage uh, and rubbish which is accumulated in our streets, that is uh, the food source. This should have uh, sort of, this was sort of busted during the COVID lockdown because when the, when the lockdown happened, people were off the streets. Uh, the dogs should have, uh, you know, been surviving on their own. They were not able to without... Uh, feeders going and feeding them so they were going hungry so this shows that the food source is the feeders is what people are saying yeah so what is wrong in that meaning i've already explained why feeding dogs is important because if you're going to assume that a dog is just going to leave his or her territory because there is no food i'm sorry you are mistaken dogs who are territorial will not leave their territory and go because they also know that if they enter another territory they will get killed or mauled by other dogs which belong to that area. Just take example of your own lane. A dog in your lane will not go to uh, will not go to, 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 to any other lane because there are other dogs living in those lanes and th that other lane is a territory of other dogs. You cannot mix the two for the simple reason that dogs are territorial in nature. If you fail to understand and recognize this, then I'm sorry, I have nothing more to explain because that is the basis. And this is scientific. This is not something I'm saying as an animal rights advocate. 
Why do you think the World Health Organization, which is such an apex body, after so much research back in 1990 itself recommended sterilization and uh, opined against killing or relocation? I'm sure you will trust the World Health Organization. They are not a group of activists uh, to think that, oh, they are just looking at dog welfare. In fact, dog welfare was not even a point that was considered. It was only on scientific evidence and study that they concluded that sterilization and vaccination released back in the same area is the only solution. Right. No, of course, uh, this culling is not on the table at all in this discussion anymore. But coming, uh, let's frame this in a different way because this is this is one of the framings which I came across in our judgment. I think Supreme Court, or one of these court judgments recently, uh, where this question was raised, and I want you to sort of uh, come in on this. If there is some kind of a balancing or a or a sort of a option one needs to or, or a choice one needs to make between public safety and animal rights. The judgment said, or the petition may be said, that public safety is a higher priority than animal rights or right to life. What is your uh, interpretation of this? No, both have to be considered. Both have to be considered. It cannot. Why should it always uh, be choose one? Because we end up making the choice in real life, isn't it, every time? No, why should that be? Why should one life suffer over the other is what I'm saying. While human safety, public safety is absolutely important, so is the life of those dogs. Just because they are unable to speak, they are unable to defend themselves, can we just uh, take away their rights, their right to live with dignity? And the Supreme Court has upheld. I don't know which uh, order or which judgment you are referring to when you are referring to this court. But the Supreme Court in its interim order in uh, People for Elimination of Stray Troubles versus Animal Welfare Board of India has clearly opined that stray dogs also have a right to life and there cannot be any unreasonable steps uh, taken. Because of this very, in this very judgment, the Supreme Court uh, prohibited all municipal corporations from killing dogs. Kerala was killing dogs. Bombay, to a certain extent, was killing dogs. The Supreme Court prohibited that. That judgment, that interim order still continues. Why was this interim order passed by the apex court of this country and in as many words as saying stray dogs also have a right to life? This is this comes from the apex court, no, no, no one else. Right. So what? So in your uh, perspective, what has been the predominant policy which we see in action in various Indian municipalities when it comes to management of stray dogs? In fact, since you mentioned of a court judgment, let me also remind you of a 2019 uh, sorry, 2009 court order of the Bombay High Court of a division bench where the senior judge leading the bench said that all these issues would not exist if every society would adopt one stray dog. Just one stray dog would be adopted or taken care of by one by every society. This hostility, this kind of conflict would not exist. So the answer lies in coexistence and showing humanity and showing tolerance when we also uh, blame, sort of blame feeders, and this is what uh, is the kind of narrative that is going on these days, very unfortunately, no, more than 90% of feeders feed in a very responsible manner. I have seen feeders who will compromise on their sleep, yet go at two in the night and feed dogs. Why? Because there are no people around, so there is minimum conflict. Let us extend some courtesy, some... Gratitude to people who are being so considerate. Just because there are some who perhaps are not uh, feeding responsibly, can we target all? 
there, there may be people who commit animal cruelty, but can I say all people are bad? Of course not. There is a particular section or there is a small group of persons who are engaging in animal cruelty because of which I cannot say that the entire society is bad. Similarly, if some people are not feeding responsibly, you cannot say all feeders are bad and all feeders are a problem. No, meat. Uh, no, by when 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 somebody says uh, feeders are a problem, of course they are not referring to individual feeders or individual feeders' uh, mode of feeding them and so on. They are saying that feeders, in terms of providing food supply to the dog population, we'll we'll go, we'll come back to this later if we have time. I wanted you to come in on what is your perspective on the predominant policies that Indian municipalities uh, take as of today. When it comes to stray dogs, is it you spoke about uh, killing them in Kerala and so on? But what is the dominant trend or pattern that you see? So most municipal corporations are law abiding, and uh, since the Supreme Court order in two thousand fifteen, which directed all states to uh, follow the ABC rules and have a robust sterilization program to tackle the population of street dogs, uh, mostly all municipal corporations uh, have a sterilization program in place may not be continuous uh, as you pointed out before but they do have a sterilization program so they will pick up dogs for sterilization uh, operate them give them an anti rabies vaccine and then release them back in the same area this is the protocol this is the procedure that is being followed by all municipal corporations and this is in compliance of the animal birth control rules and the honorable supreme court's order the supreme court uh, uh, the interim order that i also spoke about earlier uh, also very clearly and categorically stated that no innova- no innovative method should be used to deal with the problem of stray dogs no innovative methods what does it mean by that so there was a proposal by kerala to have a dog zoo or something like that to to put all dogs in a pound or in a shelter and just lock them up and uh, Supreme Court said no, nothing doing. Only the animal uh, animal birth control dog rules, whatever provisions exist in those rules, they have to be followed in letter and spirit. And no other innovative method will be used, either killing or relocation or dog zoo or sheltering or whatever, whatever you know name, whatever pretext you want to give it. The only provision in law is the animal birth control rules, which should be followed in letter and spirit. So, can you clarify one thing, uh, Meet? Sorry to interrupt. Can you clarify: Is relocating a dog uh, from a street to an animal shelter would that qualify as cruelty? It would depend on a case-to-case basis. Of course, one will have to see if it's a healthy dog. Uh, of course, it will amount to animal cruelty, and not only animal cruelty, but also a violation of law and a violation of the honorable Supreme Court's interim order. If, however, if the dog is in need of shelter, cannot survive on the streets for whatever reason, uh, and based on this analysis of a veterinarian, of a behaviorist, of an animal welfare organization, if all of these people feel that the dog cannot survive on the streets anymore because of whatever reasons, then uh, moving that dog to a shelter would be acceptable, but not otherwise. Not because a dog cannot survive. Let's say, see, many people keep bringing this up. We had discussions in our newsroom also, and many of them are journalists, you know, women journalists who get back home late at night, and when they get down from, say, Uber, they may have to get down, say, some fifty meters from their home, and they have to walk to fifty meters at eleven o'clock in the night to their home, and they also have these packs of dogs which are chasing them, you not know, barking at them, and they feel they might come and bite them. Some some of them have been bitten as also. So in this context, if to avoid uh, danger uh, of this kind suppose somebody were to say let's move them to an animal shelter 
how would that sit with you how would that work is that a fair thing no it's not fair not only because uh, it would be cruel to dogs but also because it's not a solution i'll tell you why one because uh, if these dogs are in a pack which means most likely they are not sterilized pack mentality of dogs can be broken only when they are sterilized so the uh, the problem or the solution lies in sterilization not in relocating them second if you relocate these dogs there are other dogs because this territory will become vacant the, there are other dogs from neighboring areas which will start and come living in this area and make it their territory so you relocate but that same area is going to be filled up with other dogs from neighboring areas because it's an empty area where there are no dogs so other dogs will come and make it their living habitat so that is not going to be a solution relocation has two problems one it is definitely cruel to dogs because you are going to cage them keep them in a limited space and these are free roaming dogs and it's not a solution it will make those dogs all the more aggressive because you are not giving them the freedom of moving around which a stray dog would expect because that's the kind of life that he or she has been living secondly it is not a solution because of this problem that i mentioned of other dogs filling up the vacant territories and this is not something which only i am saying again something which comes from the world health organization which is why the who concluded that relocating dogs is not a solution holland has not moved all street dogs to shelters no they have gotten dogs adopted yes they have promoted housing societies and people to adopt street dogs yes but not just picked up all dogs collected them and dumped them in shelters no that's not the solution right i think you've been very clear on on this issue on multiple fronts you're saying rather than relocating or sheltering moving them to shelters coexistence is the way to go and sterilization is the way to manage and overall it's more important to be humane uh, towards them and accepting of their uh, being there as part of their urban environment rather than trying to get rid of them either by killing them or moving them to shelters thank you so much meet for sharing your thoughts and views and insights on this very very divisive matter pleasure talking to you in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon